0: Let's go. Welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. And as always, to my right, I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Hey, today we've got a fantastic human being, Jim Spurgeon. Uh, how are we doing, Jim?
1: Good. Glad Good to be here.
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jim.
1: Uh, born in Muncie. Uh, dad, my dad worked at Owens, Illinois, so spent most of my life here in Gas City. I'm a graduate in 1971 with the Ball State, uh, University of Evansville, and then came back here Some a gas city resident.
2: Okay. We're going to ask you first right now. Your community involvement, past and present.
1: Uh, gas City Kiwanis Club. Around 1987, 88, president of Quantas Couple on the board of directors for a long time. Great group of businessmen and women that were community servants, the, the Tenderloin Fry Halloween parade. It was just a good group of guys that, that gave their time to the community. In 92, I ran for city council and won. In uh, 96, I ran again and won, and I moved away came back a couple years later. I believed in term limits. I told people I'd only run twice, and I did. And then I moved back. Uh, I lived outside of Gas City, and then six years ago, we moved back into town out by the high school. And my close friend, one of my best friends, and classmate, Bill Rock, ran for mayor and was elected and asked me to serve on the... Uh, as president of the Redevelopment Commission for Gas City, and that's what I've done for the last almost three years.
2: And there's some big things going on around town.
1: Big time. Uh, Beener got the ball rolling a long time ago. And they uh, took us through some rough times with the glass factories closing, and we almost became a bedroom community to Marion, but somehow we, uh, we survived and Larry came in and when Boehner died and Walmart landed the distribution plant and kind of got us back on our feet. And Bill ran and got elected three years ago and has kept that string of uh, progress growing. I, Bill, Bill's amazing. Where he gets his energy, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's constantly promoting Gas City uh, right. as far as trying to find jobs, good-paying jobs, and, and making Gas City a safe place to live and raise a family.
2: Yeah, I think he does fine. He's doing really
1: good.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, I see that you've taken up a new occupation with substitute teaching. And uh, you look, hey, you're still here today, okay. so I can see you made it through. Can, can, you, can you tell me uh, what's the difference between the student athlete and the student uh, today? than was back in your time?
1: That's a good question, Conrad. I, I think um, the, the student athlete today, sadly, and it's not in all cases, mm-hmm. but it seems like there's more uh, specialization. Kids want to play one sport. You know, they'll do – during the, the other sports, they'll be training for – sport they're in. When I was in school, you just went from season to season. You played basketball, you played track or golf, you played baseball, you played football. You, you never really concentrated just on one sport. That's not being critical, but that's just the... And then the second thing is when I was in school is the huge advancement of girls' sports. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I was in school, there wasn't any. None of it. They, they were our pep club or cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any involvement
0: but boy they're they play now and they play well oh yes they do i t- yeah. i I'll tell you right now um i love I love my New York Yankees and I love watching baseball and uh but i, I will watch a soft a college softball game it it it's w- way more action way more action um so what all sports did you play in high school exactly
1: i played uh basketball mm-hmm in baseball and uh, ran track. That was it. I uh, I, I hated track, <laughs> but I was a pitcher. Yeah. And my dad made me run track because, as a pitcher, that's where you get your strength is in your legs. So okay, I ran a half mile. Well,
0: what uh, as as uh, so how how many seasons were you varsity?
1: I was four years baseball. Uh, okay. Two years track and three years basketball. And I only got two letters of basketball, but I dressed my sophomore year, but I didn't have enough quarters to get. But I dressed on the county championship team. Oh, wow. Some others, but so all together, probably four, six, nine. It's not a lot, but it's nine.
0: What was your best record? In what? In baseball.
1: Played on a great team. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of funny. There was six of us on the varsity that played almost all through Little League together so we were all familiar with each other but there was five seniors but Billy Atkinson and I were co-captains for the baseball team in four years we as I told you earlier we we won 112 games we lost 17 we won four conferences four counties, we won the school's first sectional Um, beat number five Noblesville in the regional then got beat by the state runner up in the Finals of the regional. The, the cool thing about it is, it's not cool, uh, in the final game of the sectional, Billy Atkinson, our shortstop, got his leg broke on a double play ball. Oh, wow. So he missed the regional. Hmm. That hurt us a lot. So uh, when we went to the semi-state the next weekend, we went to Richmond, and Lafayette Jeff was the powerhouse in the state. And their coach came up to us and asked us if we were missing all boys. And we said, yeah. And he goes, you're the team that nobody wanted to play. Oh, Oh, that's an awesome feeling. That made made the pain go away, but it made us feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In in basketball, um, I was the second-leading scorer in the county behind Monty Town. I averaged 22 and about 10 rebounds. I wasn't even close to being as good as Monty, but played with Danny Hosteller, who was a junior, and Rick Dessing was a sophomore. The other two starters was – Billy Atkinson again and Dave
2: O'Brien. Great, great team. Sounds fantastic. So some of them records just they've got to be a school record, you would think. Yeah. And that's you know, speaking of Monty Tau, you know, I kind of forgot about that. He was what five foot four?
1: Yep. The flea. <laughs> that's what they called
2: him. Went on to North Carolina State, played with David Thompson.
1: Won a national championship. Won a national
2: championship. Went and played for the Denver Nuggets no, with Skywalker, right? Yeah, that wasn't was. that David's nickname, yeah, it Skywalker? Was, it was. David Skywalker Thompson? Yeah, that's that's amazing there. Then he talk about Rick Dessing. He went to coach college basketball eventually, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he was uh, he was an assistant at the University of Wisconsin, and he went out to uh,
2: Montana Montana or, Tech or Montana Mont- State. Yeah, He's a legend out there. He yeah, still lives yes, there. Yes. Oh, he still lives there? Well, yeah. oh, That's that's right. He coached that's... some
1: really good Mary Bennett teams, too. Yes, like, like really, He's out, yeah. yeah. an yeah. outstanding team.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did have some good teams back in.
1: You know, the funny thing about Oak Hill, if there's anybody from Oak Hill listening, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you mad. i got a couple of my friends, Mike Trevitt and uh, Monty Tau still bristles when I tell them, but they never beat us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. They, they never beat our class. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and then sophomores and juniors, we, they were mixed classes. Then our senior year, the year they went to semi-state, we beat them.
2: Wow! Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. I like to rub that in. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because money went on to actually have a college coaching career too. Yeah. Yep. Quite a few different schools. That's. Uh, that's incredible. It just Grant County, Indiana, and you look at. Yeah. You know, you know, kids these days need to look at what they could eventually accomplish. I mean, so this. Was
1: a senior in the Grant County tournament. It just wasn't the Grand County tournament. There was eight teams in it. Mm-hmm. Blackford was in it. Northfield was in it. Elwood was in it. Jim Brunner will tell you that we had seven players that scored a thousand points in their career in 1971 county tournament. Wow, that's, that's a lot of studs. That sure is. Steve Allfield, that played IU, was there too. Uh-huh. Bobby Holloway. I mean, it was some some big players.
2: Wow, that's. Yeah, because I can remember that Grant yeah. County tournament. Like you said, it wasn't always just Grant County. I can remember when I was in school, you had Elwood coming in, Blackford. Blackford had powerhouse. Yeah, there was yeah. You know, back in the day, they were. Oh, they
1: were good big farm boys. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Yep, and that's that was some some good times. It really was different talent from around the area. Um. Now let's go. You get out of high school, you go to college then obviously the fire was still burning. You played softball for quite a while, too, didn't you? I did. did. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: I was playing baseball in Florida, Bradenton, uh, and I was – it's kind of a neat story. I had a guy named Roy. He was was the assistant coach for the the farm team I was playing for, and we were sitting in a bar restaurant one night. I was 19 or 20, and I was kind of cocky like all kids that age. And mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, Roy, I said, how long do you think it's going to take me to to get there? And he goes, get where? I said, to the big leagues. He goes, you want me to tell you the truth? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you need to go home. He just stunned me. I said, what do you mean I need to go home? He said, you throw hard enough. I was clocked at 92. But he goes, you don't have any movement. He said, they're fouling you off now. He said, you When you get the single-A or double-A, they're going to hammer you. He said, you need to go home. So I called my dad and told him, he goes, what are you going to do? And I said, what do you think I ought to do? And he goes, you need to come home. (laughs) So I I came home, and all my friends were – they asked me to try out for the Plymouth Club, and I did. I didn't know anybody. And that was just the – it it was a tough game. And I've played Little League and baseball all my life, and I was looking for recreation, I guess. And all my friends were playing slow pitch. So I ended up playing with Jim Spar, which was a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. Rick Dessing and Tony Martin and all those guys. And uh, once, once, late fall, I'm standing along the bench or along the fence down at Cassidy Park, and this great big guy comes up. He's about 6'7, about 350, named Herb Price. And he's the coach of the Anderson Astros. And that he's, the, he's the Bobby Knight of slow pitch, not only in Indiana, but the nation. And he goes, uh, Jimmy, he said, would you like to finish the year with us? And I said, I was stunned. I said, absolutely. Made some of my teammates mad. So, but I, I wanted to see how I would do against the best. I wanted to play with the best. Yeah. And I just wanted to see how I measure up. So I played a couple years with him. And we were in the open division, which was the best. Traveled all over the country. We won uh, three state championships and two national championships. Whew. So I played third base, and uh, five years ago, I was lucky enough to be the sixth Astro inducted into the Indiana Hall of Fame.
2: Wow! Well, that's so phenomenal. So that was pretty. That was nice. <clears throat> that's yeah. That's that's crazy.
1: I mean, we went everywhere. We went to Oklahoma City. We went to Connecticut. We went to St. Louis. It's all, I saw the best. I played on 92, because I got it. Uh, I played on 92 championship teams.
2: You
0: seem like you're still in pretty good shape. Could you still cover the bunt? No.
1: (laughs) 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 I I, I might be able to cover it with with my body. (laughs) Okay. We're
2: going to tell Jay Mason to work on your agility.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We played the Detroit Caesars one time. Little Caesars Pizza sponsored them. Mm-hmm. They had a guy named Jack Ratabush, shortstop. He hit a ball at me. I was playing third base, and it broke the strings out of my pocket.
2: Oh, man. I caught
1: it, but the ball <laughs> came about halfway through the pocket. And bro- I mean, those guys, there were some studs.
2: Yeah. It was fun. Well, and softball used to be bigger out here. Oh, it was I mean, huge. you had Matter Park. You, you had leagues at Gas City. It was.
1: You go down to Gas City even the nights you weren't supposed to play. That was where you went. You yeah. Really yeah. hung out. Mm-hmm. That was a, a hub of activity. It was great. Yeah. And it, it died because mm. it got too expensive for sponsors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just got, you know, forking hundred dollars out every weekend for tournaments and uniforms. Yep. And I understand that. Yeah.
0: So do you think um, – I, I see you at a lot of games. Uh, I've seen you at basketball games, football games, uh, baseball games um have how much have the games changed from the time that you were in high school to now
1: uh I think basketball uh, of course you always think that you're as good as the teams that out there but it's the game's gotten it's quicker the the athletes are stronger because when I was in school you didn't you didn't lift weights i mean you just but but they're stronger. They're more defensive. I mean, they they when I played, you were it wasn't hard to score. I mean, I didn't you didn't have a guy in your face like they are now. So it, the game's gotten uh, more physical and a lot faster. Baseball, uh, boy, I don't want to be critical, but it just seems like uh, even some of the other teams other than the Seminole that I've seen, it just seems like they're not as fundamentally sound as as when I played. I mean, I knew when I was an eighth grader as a pitcher, the backup third, to, to point to the ball when it got by the catcher. I knew where my position on the mound was with my landing foot. I knew where to adjust inside out, up, down. I knew all that stuff. A lot of these kids, they might be taught that, but they don't, either. they're not taught that or they don't. I don't, and I'm not being critical, but it just seems like, you know, uh, there's just a lot of things that uh, aren't as fine-tuned as they used to be. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, all of us, all of us guys used to, little boys would ride our bikes down to Hunley Field, which is the field down by. Mm-hmm. And we had a team called the Bankers. Mm-hmm. Played every Sunday. Harold McCollum, Don Daly, some of them unbelievable ball mm-hmm. we'd ride our bikes there every Sunday they, they didn't get beat. we go down and watch them and we learned the game from watching them I mean that was the it, place was packed you chase a foul ball you got a nickel so, <laughs> so if you got two foul balls it was you got a you got a candy bar or a coke but that's what you did these guys were the let everybody aspired to, uh, when, when they when they gave me my ball state uniform when I played. And when they gave me my banker uniform when I came home, I was more proud to have my banker uniform than I was wow. at ball state.
0: Yeah, I see that, man. I, I, yeah. uh, I, I was growing up, and I, a lot of my friends, I would go down there and watch them play. It, it, it's, it's, it. Sadly, it's, it's kind of went away. Uh, and I, I, I don't like to say it's because of travel. Uh, it's it's a lot pay to play, but I think you know uh, the rec organizations. Uh, there, it's 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 a dinosaur yeah. in a way. Um, getting the youth to come out, they have so many other options, things to do. Uh, you know, how many times have you seen it, Ted? You're in the grocery store, and the kid's crying. They don't get a pacifier. Yeah. They get a phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know, when I was in school, maybe one guy, a couple guys had a car. Mm-hmm. So we, we'd go to school, three or four guys pile in a car, mm-hmm. and we'd go to school. The the, the thing to do on Friday, Saturday, mom and dad got off work, and they took everybody to the ball games. Yep. But now kids have got jobs. They've got cars. And that's just society has changed, but mm-hmm. it's just not the uh, – the focal entertainment
2: that it used to be. Well, it, it's not. And it's just like you said, you know, fundamentally anymore, you know, it, it went by the wayside. Kids, kids don't realize that I can watch a game on TV and I can learn a lot just by watching what that player does. You know, but well, well let's go play Nintendo and let's play MLB on a video game. I don't know. I agree with you. Fundamentals are just—they're down.
1: You know, in basketball, uh, one of the big differences I see is—is is, you know, everybody lives at that three-point. Mm-hmm. And when when we played, and the teams before us that played, we shot every every player before the game. Well, the clock was ticking down. We shot ten to fifteen free throws each one of us. Mm-hmm. And they don't shoot any. We yeah. were talking about that the other night. We were up there, and then in the, when the clutch time comes during the fourth quarter, and they need to hit those free throws, they're it's it's not always pretty to watch, but they don't practice them.
0: They're breaking off the back of that rim. They
1: might they might do it during practice. Yeah, and and they probably do, but boy, during the game, you don't see anybody shooting free throws. Steph
0: Curry, he, he's he's made it sexy to. Yeah, to yeah. shoot and that three at the 10-second line. Yeah, No,
2: well, it is. You know, you don't see the pick and roll very yeah. often anymore. Which, of course, Miss we we never get a big six-eight kid. That, you know, we could actually do that with. Which I know Coach Reese talked to me about that. So, man, like we just can't get that big kid. And that's. I think we're know. coming.
1: I think with the yacht boy and mm-hmm. yeah. other yeah. next door to Logan Barnes, he's an eighth grader. He's gonna be a stud. Yeah, and, yeah he's. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna be good. I think we're maybe next year we'll be. A little more rebuilding, but I, I see it coming.
2: Yeah, I I think it is. And that's
1: Boy, last year was fun where we went finally broke that streak.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: yeah. was
2: nice. That that was that was, that was sort of a long, there was a lot of emotion that night.
1: Yeah. I think that's the only time I've ever seen Jeff Young cry. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> yeah. <It's>, yeah.
2: <laughs> but that yeah, and it like I said, you know, you, you talk about free throws. You know, these kids that I work with <laughs> that I train, I tell them, I said, it's a free throw for a reason. It's called free. You know, you, I get out there, and, you know, these kids just want to – they want to dribble once and shoot it. I'm like, I said, you got 10 seconds. So you might as well concentrate on that spot you're looking at and hit that free throw. You know, and I'm sure you had coaches that told you guys that, Herb, hey, we're going to run all game, and we're going to need them free throws at the end of the game when you're tired.
1: Herb McPherson was my coach, my B team coach, but I was a sophomore. He told me that the difference between averaging 12 and 18 points a game is hitting your free throws. Yeah. But Houston, it's amazing. The guys will remember after practice, he would – Herbert still – he just got cut by the – or quit either one from the Seattle Supersonics, I think. Mm -hmm. And he'd do a uh, – you'd have to hit 10 free throws in a row after practice. And Dessing and I and Haas there, we'd line up with him. And we could hit 10. But his rule was, and we never did this, his rule was none of them could hit the red.
2: Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah he did it. Yep.
1: Now, I, I could hit 10 in a row, but I had a couple that bounce off the bank board and crawl in. But he it was just just pure. And Mickey, his, his, as you all remember, did Mickey, mm-hmm. yep. Mickey shot just like him. Yeah. Yep. Just a pure shooter.
2: Nothing but the bottom of the net. That's what Jack Colescott yeah. tells you. Said it's not a good shot, and it's just nothing but the bottom yeah. of the net. Yeah. Jack would know. <laughs> yes, yes, he would. All right, Jim. Let's 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 switch the subject up a little bit. Let's go to golf. You really like golf, right?
1: I do. I do. Not as not as addicted as I was a few years ago. I'm just getting older.
2: Okay, what's the best course in Grant, Grant County? I know they're all good, but do you have a favorite? What's your I, favorite?
1: I play Walnut. I've played Walnut since I started playing in 19 when I met Rita. Her, her her boss was Doc Wright. He got me introduced to golf subs, 1986. So I've been a member there for, for 35 years. No. I was a member. at the. I like the Elks. The Elks is notorious for their greens. Jack Hart has done a great job with Arbor Trace. mean mm-hmm. the courses that's changed and got Better is Jack, but I play walnut. Well that. That's my home course.
2: No, 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 you get in the Grant County Amateur.
1: I've played in it a, a few times, not lately.
2: What's your best finish there?
1: Uh, I made the champ. I made the championship flight. I think four times, and I think my best finish might have been 14th.
2: It's not bad.
1: I mean, there's some, they keep the top 33. And right. I was never going to be in the top 10. I mean, there's guys that were just, you know, back then. They're just unbelievable.
2: You know, what, what about the Barnes kid that's on the he's Is, the, is I, it corn I, tour? Is yeah, that what it's called?
1: Eric. He's, he's doing well. He's just, uh, I think if he finishes in the top 30, he gets his card next year. I good. So uh-huh. I like to see that. Of course, I follow Gallagher. For, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I went to see him play on yeah. a lot of tournaments, so that was fun to go to tournaments and watch him play.
2: Mm, I'm sure. The Gallagher family. They were, yeah, they were big right. around here too. Golf legends. Sure were. Yep. All of them. Jeff yep. and Jackie, all, the whole family. And goes. the daughter. Yep. Yeah. Jackie, right? Yep. That Jackie. Yep. Jeff, Jackie.
0: So, what's the, uh, the best you've ever shot on the course?
1: Believe it or not, tomorrow is the 17th anniversary. Shooting my i shot 63 at walmart <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I i'm I, i'm really good at putt putt <laughs> uh golf uh, you can ask my friends they, they and they they got probably a couple stories about me golfing i'm horrible <laughs> i i have a vision problem i could never swing a bat or a club <laughs>
1: Well, I was forced enough that I went out and got lessons early. I went to Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Burke at the Elks, and then Mr. Gallagher taught me quite a bit. So I, I, went, I learned. They told me, they said, you either got to give up softball or you got to give up golf. You can't do both because you're going to wreck. The, the swing will wreck one sport or the other. You really? think that's true? Yeah. And so the last year I played softball, when I quit playing with the Astros, I came back home and played with the Chugamug for two years. A bunch of great guys, Bill mm-hmm. Rock and Doyle Sakins and – uh, Ronnie Holt, a lot a lot of great friends, and we were good too. Yeah. But uh, I broke my ankle to start of the year and I broke my ankle at the end of the year. Mm. And I just got married to Rita and she had a son and I thought it's time to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I <took> up golf.
2: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing at all.
1: Had responsibilities.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a a, a what is what's the
0: saying? A a bad day fishing is better than a day at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is. Yeah, and that's how you feel it about is, golf. It is.
1: It's better than a day, it's better than a day substitute teaching. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, man, yeah. I've got
0: mad respect for you doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, even even nowadays, and, and it's not. <clears throat> it, it's really not all kids, but every once in a while you'll get a kid. And oh. you can't even tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, hey, all I want you to do yeah. <clears throat> is occupy this area. They're back and forth.
1: I've done, I've, I've done six days. And the first day they called and they said, we, we went you to the high school, industrial arts. And you guys don't know me that well enough to know this, but I got off the phone. I called Tony Smith. And I said, can you send me... A, can you send me a picture of a hammer? <laughs> and he was laughing. He goes, "Your goal today is to come home with all ten things." <laughs> so a couple of days later, I had an art class, which was—I
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: mean, I can't draw a stick. Man. And somebody asked me, like you guys did. They said, "Well, so what was the difference between uh, industrial arts and art?" And I said, "In industrial arts, we didn't have anybody with blue hair." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's, speaking of industrial arts, today is Doc Myers' 100th birthday. Wow. For, hear, former industrial arts yep. teacher at the high school. I he was a great him. guy. Yeah, he was. He was. That was before my time. Friday, <laughs> yeah,
1: Friday they called me and they said, uh, you got first grade at Westview, Ooh. fourth grade at Northview, or sixth and seventh physical ed at R.J. Baskin. I thought, well, I shall do physical ed. Boy, was that a mistake! <laughs> oh my! Oh
2: boy!
0: Oh. Yeah, sometimes these kids are who, but believe it or not, I would take first grade.
1: I should have <laughs> <laughs> Heather Heather Blocker working. She's a teacher at Northview. She's mm-hmm. a great lady. Mm-hmm. She told me uh, when I told her I took. Uh, Physical education, she sent me a smiley face. She said, Bad move. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what she meant until I got there. It was unorganized, it was organized chaos.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, Conrad's on the school board. You did some substituting now. Is our school in good hands?
1: Oh, unbelievable. You know, I was sitting out there, uh, went to the high school, and there's Brody Burbank, and, and of course, Meg and his wife, is my niece. Mm hmm. Rachel
0: Rish, Rish,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Steve Quater, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy Yoakum at the front desk Chance is the athletic director. Then I go down to the RJ basket and there's Adam Rish, uh, Nicole Skeens, Andy. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Andy. And I, Risch. Yeah. I'm yep. sorry. Andy, Andy Rish, uh, Nicole Skeens, um, an old classmate of mine and Randy's, uh, Carol Trout, Carol mm-hmm. Mannix, Mike Scott. And I'm thinking, all these guys and girls, ladies, they're young. They've, they've got successful marriages. They're good role models. Mm-hmm. You don't read anything bad about them. And I'm exactly. Thinking, I'm thinking, you know what? We're in good shape. Our school's our school's in great shape. Yeah. Good, good. As far as leadership, I do... I'm, I'm prejudiced, but show me one better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I, I I mean I I'm a little biased. I, I love oh, yeah. I love missing a wall. Yeah. I I, I, I just I, I think they're uh top to bottom excellent.
1: Oh I do excellent. too. You know, I go out to the school to get my license and Leslie's are in Courtney Schroeder and Shannon that does the substitute. hmm They did everything they could for me though to get my license yeah. Makes you a little worried that I packed the back, that I passed the background check. You might want to check it out. <laughs> so are are you so if they call are
0: are you gonna be going to Madison Grand or Eastbrook I'm, and I'm gonna stay at Mississippi You're gonna stay at Mississippi. I don't, don't want to go anywhere else. This is yeah.
1: a lot of these kids I I, I see at the games mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I know their I know their parents and yeah. this is where I wanna be. I don't so, I don't want to drive anywhere else.
0: I understand that. I understand that. Hey, uh, I, I I think this is a a, a little different of a question because I know there's sports now that they offer. Uh, is there a sport if they offered it back in your day that you would have loved to have played? Uh, soccer, trap shooting.
1: No, no. I wish it was available, but I wish I'd have played golf. Golf. And I probably could have played tennis. My uncle Jim, who I was named after, was a Grant County tennis champ for like. Wow. back in the and I probably could have played tennis I mean I, I don't know whether it was inbred but I wish I, 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 I I'd had to choose golf over uh I wouldn't have either golf golf back then was a fall sport so I probably could' have played my dad would not let me play football my brother was a great football player, but he wouldn't let, because I was a pitcher and he was afraid I was going to mm-hmm. hurt my arm and I was being scouted and I regret that. That's what I see. The, the, the sad thing I see with a lot of kids is they don't go out. They play for a couple of years, and then their senior year or their junior, for whatever reason, they, they just, I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the coach. I don't, and, and I've told them, I said, you know, you're going to have bosses in your life that you're mm-hmm. going to like. Mm-hmm. And you've got you've to work through that. But I said, you know what? The biggest regret is is to graduate and then look back and say, Boy, I wish I had done that. Exactly. You don't get that chance again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I never got my Letterman jacket. My daughter, she did. I'm I'm like, that's a big deal to me. And she's like, mm, it's just another jacket,
2: Dad. Yep. Yeah, they do. That's exactly. the way they are now.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, when we were in school, we didn't get our Letterman jacket until we were seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That was that was the pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you didn't get it when you were a sophomore, junior. You know? No.
0: You had to work for it. So they meant a lot. Yeah.
1: You know, Billy Mm -hmm. Atkinson had 14 varsity letters, and he didn't get it until he was a senior.
0: Right. Yep. So if you would have played football, what do you think your position would be? Tight end?
1: No, I probably would have been a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Quarterback? But I wouldn't have thrown it with Billy in the the backfield. Hand off. Charlie would have been real strict. Just (laughs) hand it to the 40. Yeah. Billy was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we played Marion my senior year to open the season. And they had a couple of players, running backs, named Roger Hamilton and mm-hmm. Scroggins. Yep. Just speedsters. And John Pond was IU's football coach. He came up from Bloomington to give Roger a full ride to IU. And Marion beat us. They beat us, I think, 40 to 19. But everybody on the Marion defense knew Billy was going to run it. But he still scored all three touchdowns and went over 200 yards. And Pott came after the game gave the scholarship to Bill mm-hmm. instead of Hamilton. Yep. So, Billy went and played full-ride.io. Wow, that's yep, awesome He star, did. Man. Drafted
2: yeah. by the New Orleans Saints, correct?
1: Yeah. No, either them or the Bengals, one or the other. But, yep. yeah, he was – you know, he scored uh, 48 points in a football game. Against Winchester. Homecoming against Winchester.
2: hmm Yep. That's
1: – Ran a 9-900. Played base. I mean, he was just – them better. Yes. You know, I'm biased because he's a classmate. He's probably my best friend.
2: But, he was uh, one of them once in a lifetime. And, and we're
1: still as close as can be.
2: That's yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, after all these years. Yeah. yeah. And that's, Yeah. It's He was actually my football coach for two years when I was in high school.
1: I think that's one of the hardest things to do. He, mm-hmm. he didn't have great success when he came back. But it's hard for you to go back to your alma mater and coach because there's so many pressures. you people you went to school with they want you to play their kids and mm-hmm. expectations are high and it's just it's difficult he's not the first one that's, that's struggled with that
2: well yeah. and it's just thats just like there's a verse in the bible says a prophet has no honor in his own country yeah amen so coaching's
0: <laughs> it's difficult in itself anyways it, it, it's a lot like teaching so mm-hmm. no desire
1: I've had people say why didn't you coach and I thought I didn't want it. I I didn't want the school being suspension all year. <laughs> I, I get crazy enough underneath the basket during basketball games.
0: Yeah, I I, I like I I don't I, I call it being passionate.
2: I, I'll, I'll admit I, I, I teach the kids I train some little dirty tricks. I said do it till you get caught. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got five fouls.
1: Yeah. It was funny a couple of years ago. We always sat underneath the east end of the gym, you know, uh-huh. underneath the basket. Yep. And they had three refs, and they were really pretty good refs. They were young guys. And they were in shape. You could tell they played the game. And I sat up there with Nicholson and Young and Peter and oh. Corey and all those guys. And
2: that that That's a show to watch right there. Animated. This
1: one big ref, and he, he'd missed a couple calls or what we thought he'd missed. And Mike was on him pretty hard. And there was a timeout, and the referee backed up to the basket had his back to us, and he turned and looked at Mike, and he goes, uh, you know the difference between me and you? And Mike just laughed because he thought, <laughs> he goes, what's that? And the guy goes, I get to see the rest of the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought, what a great way to say it. Oh, yeah, man. the message was delivered. I thought, ooh. <laughs>
0: there's, there's nothing like a, 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 a very uh, vocal uh, official uh I, I I think I think that's you know, we talked about it with Tino, uh, our last guest, officiating. You, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd put those stripes on.
1: You know that, and I shouldn't say this, but one the sad thing about it is is there's a lot of guys in basketball that are reffing that I don't know play. So when we get guys down there, in the referee, the games that are good, that you can tell play the game and let them mix it up and do, I, don't, I really respect it. But there's a lot of guys that you can just tell that are there for the paycheck, and I hate that. I do.
2: Well, then you've seen it too. There's some of them can't even get up and down the floor. No, they can't. Because they're. Out of shape. In their 60s. Some of us yeah. push the 70s. But yeah, they're out of shape. There's a shortage. There is. There's yeah. a shortage. Yeah, I
1: never thought of it. There is. But, and God bless them. I mean, they're doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're driving and away from their families. hmm So, uh, you got to give them credit for that. But when you get good refs, it's fun to watch because that let them play. Yeah, okay,
2: exactly. It is. It is. And that's.
0: There's one guy. I, I really, I really appreciate this guy. His name's Kevin Barrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we're at a youth sports game, and I, I'm standing on the sidelines, and, and he did a step back three, and I go, I just said it in my voice, that's a travel. And he turned around and said he was collecting himself. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, all right, I get it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I get it now. Any uh, any calls that stick in your mind that happened to you that you still think about?
1: Um. I remember as a freshman watching Elwood with John Mingelt mm-hmm. I mean. Marion in the finals of uh, the Marion sectional and, and the, a real bad call beat Elwood. My, my uh, senior year, probably we we started out 5-0 and and we got beaten overtime by Highland and then beat Portland. And we played Wabash. Whenever we played Wabash up there, it was bad. My sophomore year, when Mike Beater was a senior, we finished with four players on the floor. They fouled everybody out. <clears throat> so we went up to my senior, and they beat us by three, and they outscored us 30 to three from their free throw. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that one. 30 to three. Wow. Yeah. That shot chart must have. Oh, it was. We, we knew We kind of knew going in. Offield, when, when I was a senior, we beat them. Uh, he played at IU. Mm-hmm. We beat them 101 to 82. And he fouled out with about four minutes to go and had 43. Oh, man. He was pure.
2: I believe that's Dr. Allfeld now, yeah, right? sure is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Played with Bobby. Mm-hmm. His junior year, they, they've had that Northfield team. They went to the semi-state. They yep. were really good.
2: Well, that's just like, you know, back when you played high school ball, say you're a pitcher, you didn't have pitch counts, right? No. So if you needed to throw nine innings, you could throw nine innings.
1: Conference championship, my senior year against Winchester, I had a great team, like I said. We had seven guys out of nine. First team all chronicle and first team all conference. And we played Winchester – and they were good. They were real good. And we beat them two to one in 14 innings. I pitched all 14 innings oh, and struck man. out 20 Jeez. and walked eight. Wow. So I do the math on pitch count.
2: Oh, my goodness. How's your That's arm feel today? <laughs> Did a lot of stretch. Okay. Okay. But that year,
1: year we were 33 and four. That's 37 mm. games. Okay. I pitched in 30 games. Man.
0: There wasn't one pitch that you threw that – Man, my elbow hurts.
1: I stretched. I was a lot of that's luck, mm-hmm. but I did a lot of stretching. But mm-hmm. I was eighteen and two that year, and then I've relieved in ten. I pitched in thirty games.
0: Man, yeah. because we were talking about it before the show started, uh, I was reading an article in Sports Illustrated uh, on Google about uh, the youth throwing any kind of breaking balls just really bad on their arms from twelve and under. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, you know, it's it, everything's so sporadic in youth youth baseball because right now in the rec leagues, I it's it's probably been three or four years since I've seen you know a, a kid hit over ten home runs. Yeah. And and uh, I'm wondering where where it's gone.
1: I was fortunate that when I was little. Not fortunate for this, but I came home from school and my dad was home from Owens, and which was rare. But my mom had left and went back to Germany and left me with my dad. And dad never remarried again, but dad was, he raised me. Mm-hmm. So my seventh and eighth grade year during the summer for two weeks, he sent me to Bainbridge, Ohio to take Klazowski's baseball camp. Really? For the Reds. Wow. And they were Army barracks. And there was thirty guys there. And we get up in the morning and we'd go to the mess hall and eat breakfast and we'd come back and go out and do fundamentals and then come back and do uh, lunch and then take an hour to write home. Sleep a little bit and get up. More fundamentals, eat supper, then every night they brought in two teams from around Cincinnati we played double Nay, did that for two weeks and I don't know if dad did that because he wanted me to learn baseball or for me to get out of his hair for two weeks <laughs> <Right over laughs> above. but one of my pitching coaches down there was Jim Baloney, which was a big star for the Reds and he taught me so much about baseball about taking care of your arm and stretching and just just the legs you know I control you know when to throw a strike when not to throw a strike mm-hmm. you know, if, if I see you throw a strike on 0 and 2 you're running tomorrow it, so you got that drilled into you you know and I, I go a lot of these games and these guys get batters 0 and 2 and they just it's just down the middle and I'm like what are you doing yeah. what mm-hmm. are you doing you own them at 0 and 2 mm-hmm. 1 and 2 you own them so th- throw a brick bowl in the dirt you gotta catch where you trust Right. don't don't. Th- Don't give anything to hit. Get them chasing? Yeah, Mm -hmm. get them chasing.
0: Yeah.
1: Change speeds.
0: Makes sense. You
1: know, you don't have to throw everything 92. Change speeds. Don't Mm -hmm. get
2: them locked in on you. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. You said you never really involved, or you never really were interested in coaching. Oh. Now, if you had been, let's say the high school calls, you said, Hey need you to help us out. The youth today, what kind of characteristic would you look for that you would want that person on your team?
1: Commitment. Mm-hmm. That if you if you've got certain things that you do, that's what you do. You know, if I'm the head coach and, and this is what we do is a routine, this is what we need to do, you do it. If my assistant coach tells you to do it you do it mm-hmm. you, you don't there's, there's I don't care I don't want to say this bad I don't care what your what your parents says I don't care what they what they taught you in au or this is the varsity this is our program mm-hmm. this is how we do things <coughs> this is how we're going to do things mm-hmm. I respect your parents respect everything they've done for you but this is the program and this is the program we run mm-hmm. look at look what it's done for Jeff Adamson
2: Oh my! Yeah.
1: Look what it did for look what it did for funk. Funk was getting that, funk got that started here. Mm-hmm. And look at the success we had.
0: Yep. Uh, I I call it the funk factor. He, he, it's something that some coaches you either have it or you don't. Yeah. He could walk into a room full of kids and they could be talking the minute he started talking. Stop. Mm-hmm. Everybody's ears were perked.
1: Friedberger was that way in basketball in the fifties. Yep. The powerhouses. Mm-hmm. You you were almost basically asked to come out for the basketball. Were tryouts, but right. the, but the old rumor was the story was. I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's a fact. Was the first week of practice, they didn't get the basketballs out. They ran. and The guys that weren't serious about basketball would, they give up. They didn't want to run. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so the guys that were serious, it's like when I played at Ball State, the winter practices before the season, we had practices at five in the morning in the old field house indoors. And it was five in the morning. you go there and it be snowing and blowing. And mm-hmm. a lot of guys just like, I stay in bed and they didn't show. Yep. But the yep. guys that love the game showed.
2: Exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, that's sad. You know, there's just a lot of, there's not commitment around here anymore in all youth areas. Yeah. Youth aspects. Not just our community, but <laughs> everywhere.
0: Yeah. I, the, anymore, there's, there's just so many factors that you have to. Yeah, that are in play when you're coaching men, mental health, uh, oh. <clears throat> uh, trauma. Thanks, thanks for
1: saying that because I think it's difficult being a kid right now. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, when I was in school, I mean, of course, mom before mom best but I mean, there was a foundation to go home. There was two parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the community behind you. Uh, it was it was pretty well structured, and now there's just I mean. Look! Look at the world that they wake up to and see on the news every day. Oh, it's it's got to frighten them. Mm-hmm. You know, it frightens me.
2: Yeah, it does.
0: Well, Jim, I'll tell you right now. I, I I wake up early in the morning. I like to have my morning coffee. I I, it's been this fourth month. I quit watching news when yeah. I drink my coffee. I can't I can't watch it anymore.
1: Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and right. they have
0: it at their fingertips oh, all, day all, day all day long. long. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
1: You know, and that's the th- that's the other thing I've noticed in society in general, but also noticed it in the schools is is when I was in with us in school, we had study hall or upper bleachers. The three of us would be talking, something, interacting, talk. Now they're on their mm-hmm. they're on their cell phones. Or yep. they're, they're, there's no there's no uh, communication going on. But most, I mean, I knew everybody in my class, a lot of these. Kids, they, they act like they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. they're separated by. Mm-hmm. I think you know that's that's the other separation.
0: I see a lot of social anxiety. Yeah, mm-hmm. too communication. Yep. You know,
1: and that's what turned me off a lot about professional sports. Is like you, I come home and I'll turn on the golf channel or the baseball game or the NCAA basketball game. That's my reprieve. That's my getaway. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I don't either side, either political party. I don't want to see political stuff going on. Yeah they're into right. I want to that's my free zone to let my stress go
2: yeah it is and it's that's what these big networks they're just getting
1: it's about the money
2: it is that's all it is anymore speaking of that ESPN yep did I read one time where you actually had a chance to work they, for them
1: they recruited me I think it was uh 2000 and or two thousand and ten, they came and I was working for an FIB my, where I retired from. It. They wanted me to uh, be part of their marketing program in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I'd had to move. The money, oh. was, the money was unbelievable, but it would take a lot of money to move to oh, yeah. Connecticut. But I thought about it. it. Was it was a it was a cool thing they offered to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't uh, uh, no regrets either. Yeah, because the last couple of years they've laid everybody off. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, have been, I'd have been one of the first to go probably. Yeah. Yep,
0: they're a part of Disney, correct? Yeah, something. Yeah, owned by Disney. Yeah, but
1: you know it's kind of funny. I turn on last night Jackie Robinson, what a hero!
2: Oh, he definitely, definitely.
1: I, and I'm not being political, but I turn on the, the baseball to watch them honor him. I thought they'd have guys like King Griffey and Dusty Baker and some mm-hmm. people that. Yeah. First thing I turn on, they got. Bill Clinton and Spike Lee, uh, so I just turned off. I'm yeah. like, what do they have to anything to do Lost with baseball? Me. You know, <laughs> and they could have, and they, I'd have said the same thing. It would have been George Bush. I'm thinking, get some baseball people in mm-hmm. there. Yeah,
2: Be, you would think Ken would think. Griffey, what a hero! Oh yeah. my goodness, his dad, yeah, bad. It's yeah bad both of them.
0: Yeah. Growing up watching watching the uh, uh, Maguire and, and Conseco on that A's team, yep. and and you know, uh, baseball was fun back then uh, with Sosa and McGuire. And
1: I played with uh, Randy Steneth and Bob Robertson from mm. the Pirates back, wow. back in the early 70s. I mean, those guys it's were crazy. They were at camp in Bradenton when I was there. Dang. That's
0: awesome. Huh. That's awesome. Well, Ted, you got anything else for? Oh, we got to
2: do rapid fire. Uh-oh. Get him. Get him. Yes, we just, you give us the answer off the top of your head to these little questions I've seen this on TV this is dangerous we'll keep it clean we'll keep it alright burger or on the grill burger your favorite professional athlete of all time
1: George Pratt
2: I know this answer best high school athlete you've ever seen
1: Billy Atkinson
2: ok what sport would you prefer to watch on TV Baseball, golf. Golf. Okay. Who do you consider one of the most upstanding people in our community? Chance Young. Okay. Perfect. All right. Great job. Got Great any job.
0: plugs for us? I'm. Well. We want to thank Beast Prince. Beast Prince. As yep. always. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, this has been fun. Uh, I really do appreciate you know your history. And uh coming on and hanging out
2: with me and Ted out in the garage. Yep, it's been great. Hope, we appreciate I, didn't. You co- Hope I didn't kill your ratings. No. Oh <laughs> no. You did great. We appreciate it so much. Thanks you know, for having me. Wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so that's much. what we, we're shooting for. Yeah. We wanna we, we wanna make it the county, not just yeah. Yep. Miss Cinewall. So we're gonna try yeah. to get other people on and yeah. From every every community. So that's, far we've had P D. Parker from uh
0: Fairmount, Fairmount and uh, Tino Michener from Marion. And, you know, uh, now we've had you, and we appreciate okay. you taking the time on Thanks this very beautiful much. Saturday. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Jim. Uh, you have Thank a good day. You too. Thanks. Two, one two one uh, so uh one two one two uh, uh. One, two, one, two. it's bigger than hill, ha, hill, hip, hill, hip, hill. It's bigger than hill, hell, hill, hell,
2: hill, hell, hill, hell, uh One thing about music when it hit you feel no pain. Like folks that control your brain. I know
0: better than that, that's game, man. We ready for that. Two, so-